Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Everybody, what's up? Welcome into Best on the Board, presented by BetMGM. Michael Beller here with you Thursday, March 31st. NBA talk on this episode of Best on the Board. It's a Thursday, so we got some marquee games, and we've got a five-game slate to talk about here today. Joining me to break down this five-game NBA slate tonight, Brandon Funston. Funston, what's up, man? What's going on? Hey, man. Not a whole lot. Uh, just, uh, you know, crunching the numbers, ready to talk some hoops. Hey, you crunched the hell out of the numbers last week. You went two and zero. Dan San Ramita also two and zero. I went two and one. Dan, I think I think we can run this one back this week. <laughs> yeah, we had. To t- I mentioned it last show when you're like, "Oh, don't mention the results. We were bad. We were bad." No, no, no. Here we go. Now we can brag about <laughs> yeah. it. Now brag it up. Build it up. Six and one right. as a group. As a group last week, it was a beautiful week for us. And uh, you know, me and Funston, Danny gave us a little bit of a hard time that. We both, Funston and I, our five bets were all in the player prop market. Funston and I are going right back to that well, all player props for us. And you're joining us with one of your picks. So this is uh, this is great. Uh, I mean, you know, player props are just, they're where it's at, Dan. <laughs> I don't like because they have such big <laughs> juice on them. And even the one I have is a minus 125. And I'm like, oh, God, yeah. come on. But, uh, yeah, I mean, player props are softer. You just got to really know your stuff. And I didn't really like what I saw from some of the sides and totals today. So, uh, so kind of picking what I got to work with. All right. Well, we've got quite a bit to work with. Like I said, it's a five-game slate. It's a Thursday, so we know there's going to be some games that were at least scheduled as marquee games for TNT at the start of the season. I don't know if both of those games are necessarily coming through for TNT in that way, but we have some plays on, on both of those games. So let's start with the first one, Milwaukee and Brooklyn. It's the marquee game of the night. Brooklyn, one-and-a-half point favorites in this game at home, 243-and-a-half, the total on it right now. Among the three of us, we do have one play from this game. Uh, Funston, you're the one with the play, so so let's hear it and let's talk about this game a little bit. Yeah, this was one I just added to my my slate eleventh hour here, but uh, you know this is this is a big game. I love big players and big games. I think I brought this up the last time we were on on here, uh, but you know this is KD KD Giannis showdown. Uh, this is Brooklyn trying not to fall out of that top eight in in the East, um, and I always like KD in in big moments. So his points, rebounds, assists combined number uh, the over under is forty three and a half. He's played Milwaukee twice this year. He went for 46, 47. Uh, you just look at his last six games. He scored just 35 points alone in four of those games. So I just really like the way he's playing right now. I think he's going to bring it in a big moment. And you look at Milwaukee, they're a little bit soft uh, in the, at the small forward position in terms of what, what they yield. You know, you know, you know Drew Holiday is going to bring it with Kyrie, and I just think mm-hmm. that KD is going to be the guy that's going to probably be the one carrying them on the points this one. 
Definitely not a team that really scares you too much in terms of the way their uh, defensive metrics go. 17th in effective field goal percentage allowed. Uh, bottom third in the league in rim shooting and mid-range shooting. So, I mean, you can get at this team certainly uh, if you're a scorer. And KD can get at basically any team. Marquee game of the night. Dan, any thoughts? I mean, not, not a pick for you, I know, in this. But any just thoughts on, on what we're going to see with these two teams getting together? Yeah, I almost went... My lean, not strong enough to pick up, and my lean was Bucks plus a point and a half. I was, I, I mm-hmm. thought about Me it. Too. Kyrie's playing the home games again. Otherwise, this line would be very different. Uh, if this is whatever a month or two ago when they were still, he was still sitting those games out. And I just, I, the only thing that made me hesitate was I did the flashback to those playoff games last year where Durant was basically doing it by himself, and it was still almost enough. So I'm, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as, as Funston, obviously, with his pick, is kind of on board with that. Uh, I, I don't want to have uh, Kevin Durant uh, against me. Is basically the gist of yeah. not making that pick. That's <laughs> fair, and we all remember the uh, big toe away from you know winning that series mm-hmm. and maybe being NBA champions when it's yeah. all said and done uh, for for Brooklyn last year. But uh, that's a uh, it's I was I was leaning that way too, and also almost made that pick. But then I remembered, Dan, how much fun it is to get into player props. So I went with three player props. I'm going to transition us over to one where we do have two picks between the three of us. Uh, the game is Bulls and Clippers. Bulls are one and a half point favorites in this game at home. 221 and a half is the total on it. No sides selected for us. We do have a couple of props here. I'm going to go over to the Clippers side of things and talk about Paul George, who made a very triumphant return after missing three months with an elbow injury. Comes back for the Clippers a couple of nights ago. Scores 34 points, makes six three-pointers in 30 minutes in a win over Utah. Just, I mean... If Paul George were playing all season, I don't think we'd be talking about the Clippers necessarily as an eight seed in the uh, Western Conference. But we are talking about them as an eight seed, and we're talking about them guys as basically locked in to that seven eight play-in game. Probably not enough time for them to crawl out of that. They're not going to fall down into the 9-10 play-in tournament game. So it really looks like they're going to be the 7, they're going to be the 8. And frankly, it doesn't really matter if you're the 7 or the 8. And so what I see here is a guy who just missed three months, a guy who is key to this team's um, uh, playoff hopes, a guy who just played 30 minutes in that game in his first three months, and now two days later is playing a game that, for all intents and purposes, doesn't mean a whole lot to the Clippers. I just wouldn't be surprised to see the Clips take it easy on Paul George in this game. And so that's why I think he goes under 23.5 points. That is the only reason why I think he goes under 23.5 points. Paul George, one of my absolute favorite players in the NBA. It pains me to take an under on Paul George, especially against a Bulls team that I do think he can have big nights against. I just don't see the stars aligning for him, you guys, in this matchup, given that there's really nothing at stake here for the Clippers. He got that first game under his belt. I think they get him a little bit of rest in this one, and ultimately he comes under that 23 and a half points. Dan, you've got to play in this game as well, but I'm actually going to go to Funston first. Funston, was this game on your radar at all? It was. I was I was looking at, uh, you know, honestly, I was looking at Io DeSumo to see what his numbers were. Um, but I, I just listening to your logic on the Paul George, I, I kind of like it. You know, it's mm-hmm. kind of a little bit, um, you know, I think it'd be a little bit getting ahead of ourselves to think that he's just going to be dropping 30 a night now going forward. I think that, you know, with talking about where they're locked in, this is a, you know, is a cross conference uh, game that you know, doesn't have a ton of meaning right now, other than just to let Paul George kind of get back in the flow. And, and I think they'll do that, but like, yeah, I, this could be an uneven kind of drop here for Paul George. So, um, 
So I like your logic on it, actually. The flip side of this is that the Bulls uh, could certainly use this game. There, there are what? Let's see. There are two games ahead of Cleveland. Cleveland is currently the seventh seed right now, so they are stuck in that play-in tournament. The Bulls are two games ahead of them. They are tied with Toronto. The Bulls absolutely want to stay out of that play-in tournament. So every game the rest of the way, a big game for the Bulls. Any big game, Dan? This team's going to lean on Demar Derozan. What do you got for us? Yeah, I like his points over, and it's actually it's one of those things where his his. Points Numbers, per game uh, average. 25 and a half. 25 yeah, and a half is the, 25 is the and a half. This is the minus 125 I was referencing earlier. His average is about 27 something. So I'm already above it by a little bit, which I like. I like that when you're, oh, you're expected to go over that. Now, granted, again, the minus 125, you better expect it. But um, I think here's the thing that's interesting about it. You look at his game log and you see, now the Bulls, look, I, I faded him last week. This is not a homer pick, even though I'm a Bulls fan. I just auto-faded him last week and it worked out great. And of course, he didn't play. I got super lucky. <laughs> um, but still, well, now I'll take it. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, hey, yeah. he is not been putting up the big numbers he was the end of February and they've been struggling but the difference is a lot of these games where his number his point totals have been low been in the road in his last 12 home games he's gone 25 uh, points or higher so we're right there right away you're in that ballpark only one of those was 25 points otherwise 11 of the last 12 he's gone over that number that does include his god tier run in the end of February and he's scoring 35 or more every game um, so maybe I'm I'm reaching a little far back for that but 25 and a half points. The Bulls need DeRozan to score to win games. They need these games. Um, I, I don't think it's a big number. I'm happy to, to pay the 125 on the juice for this one. Yeah, I mean, I think that 125 more than anything is trying to just scare yeah. people away from it. And so, like, it, like, I don't think it – I think it's more an indication of that than an indication of, you know, really anything else. And so I think that – if I was going to go one way or another on this, I would go with that. And I really, I mean, there's something to be said, you guys. Like we talked about this last week, right? There's something to be said for evaluating team first and then getting into the players when you're talking about the player props at this stage of the season because teams are playing with wildly different motivations right now. We're talking about every team in the league having anywhere between like five and seven games left to play. There are teams that don't care for reasons because they're out of it. There are teams that don't care because they're locked into their seed. There are teams that care very much. There are play individual players who care about certain things. Like there are so many different motivations at play over this last 10 days or so of the NBA season that you want to think about that. You want to have that in your mind. And these Bulls absolutely desperate for every single win they can get. They have to stay out of that play in tournament and what has been a major step forward for them this season. Another team that's in that mix in the Eastern Conference, I mentioned their name, the Cleveland Cavaliers. They are in that play in tournament right now. They've got to make up a two game difference over either Chicago or Toronto to get to that point and get out of the play-in tournament tonight. Cleveland is in Atlanta where they are five-point underdogs, 229 and a half the total on this game. Funston, we know Cleveland's dealing with a lot of injuries. Darius Garland, a lot going to be put on his shoulders. What do you got for us? Yeah, and he's been up to the challenge. And you made a good point. I, you know, there's a reason why I went with a, a play in the Brooklyn-Milwaukee game and in the Cleveland-Atlanta game because this is, you know, there's playoff – Playoff positioning is certainly uh, in play here with this Cleveland-Atlanta one as well. So, you know, uh, both teams coming out guns a-blazing. And Darius Garland's gun's been uh, pretty impressive uh, of late. You look mm -hmm. at his over his 24 and a half uh, points, which seems like a big number, but he's been over in 12 of his last 18. So the three of the six games in which he came under was 24 points exactly. And I, I, I talk about this as like, 
when you miss and you're consistently missing barely, uh, but you're more often over, that's the kind of that's the kind of prop I like. So Atlanta doesn't doesn't scream defensive pillar. Um, no. <laughs> and in a game in which you mentioned the injuries, Evan Mobley, Jared Allen, Rajon Rondo, like Darius Garland going to get a ton of runs, probably going to play 40 minutes this in this game, and he's been their leading scorer, and I expect that to continue. I think he gets 25-plus. Atlanta, 26th in the uh, league in uh, points per 100 possessions. They are 26th in effective field goal percentage allowed. They are 27th in expected three-point percentage allowed. I mean, all of this screams – Darius Garland, 25th and rim percentage. I mean, everything here lines up for Darius Garland. And maybe you would think that if this was a full-strength Cleveland team, things might look a little different, especially with Atlanta not being the greatest rim protectors in the world. But a couple of those big guys out for Cleveland. So much of that scoring load falls to Darius Garland already, and even more so now with the team assembled as it is. So that is one that I like the logic for. I also like the logic on the other side of this game. I'm going Trey Young over 28.5 points. You guys, Trey Young has had a couple of his biggest games of the season against Cleveland. And we talk about Cleveland, we've really talked about them all season as being this you know, anachronistic team with all these bigs and they like to play a little bit of an old school style of basketball as much as you possibly can in 2022 and still be a successful team. And so that's translated into their numbers, one of the best rim-protecting teams in the league. Now, obviously, it's not the same team that has gotten those numbers because of the injuries we've talked about, but that's still where the strength of their defense lies. So no surprise that Trey Young has gotten going against them. Last time these two teams played right around the All-Star break, Trey Young went for 41 points in that game. The time before that went for 35 points. He's gotten to the free throw line 21 times in those last two meetings. That's just what Trey Young does. And so I think he can just keep piling the points up in this game. That's exactly what we're looking for. Let's pile up the points. Darius Garland on one side, Trey Young on the other. This defense not equipped to handle him at full strength, less equipped to handle him with the injuries that they do have. I think Trey Young easily sails past the 20 and a half. I'm looking for another mid-30s style of game out of Trey Young in this one. I know none of us is making a play on the on the number in this game. Does anyone want to try to like make a slight argument at the the five and a half Atlanta favorite or the two twenty nine and a half total? I, I don't know enough about what Cleveland looks like right now to want to put money on or against them. <laughs> yeah. I think that's it. I mean five and a half, like this is this is such a crucial yeah. stretch for them and I mean that's five and a half point dogs in Atlanta. I mean that's just something we wouldn't have seen right. a month ago. Yeah, and I'm staying away five because of <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's it's a huge defensive miss, you know, <sighs> losing Mobley and Jared Allen right mm-hmm. now. So, um, so yeah, I, I should have looked at Clint Capella rebounds because that's probably a good, a good one too. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that certainly is a good one, and I can uh, I can go ahead and pull that up just as something to to throw out. But uh, in the meantime, let's go to the game that I I guess I I assume this is a TNT game. Jazz Lakers has to be TNT, right? That's got to be the TNT Nightcap. Has to be. Uh, doesn't it? Uh, I did not. I, I didn't know, look at you did not tell me that was part of my homework. Yeah. <laughs> it's got it. It's, it's 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 the only West Coast game. It's the only game that yeah, right. It's in like and at the start of the season, like I said, you're scheduling this like oh man, Jazz Lakers. Maybe they're the one and two in the Western Conference. This is beautiful. I, I I'll, so I'll be honest. This is not one I'm planning to queue up. I, I yes. I'm, I'm out on I'm out on watching Lakers a while ago. Yeah. So I am out on and like in fun and like Funston. You're you know you're a Pacific Time Zone guy. This is starting mm-hmm. at seven o'clock your time. Me and Dan is starting at nine. It's like ah, you know, I'm yeah. getting in bed in like an hour. Like forget about this. But Dan, you do have a play for us. 
in Utah and Lakers. Now, I will say, we talked about this uh, half an hour ago or so as we were getting ready. It was Utah minus 12.5, 227.5 the total. It's still 227.5, but it's now 13.5. Do you still like the Jazz at 13.5, Dan? I like it less than I did. <laughs> I'll say that. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, whether or not I, I play 13.5, you're getting, I think that further proves my point that the 12.5 was good value. So at least argue for why the Jazz are going to blow out the Lakers. The reality is this is a shell of a Lakers team, right? I mean, no LeBron. Obviously, Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis has been out. How much can Russell Westbrook do? And I'm going to set you up, Funston. Yes, thank You're you. all about the Westbrook train here. I think, <laughs> yeah, he's going to have to put up some numbers, which could work. And that's the only reason I would say the Lakers have a chance to compete in this game is Westbrook. They're just going to go, here you go, Russ, do it. Because <laughs> we got nobody else. Mm-hmm. Have fun. Hopefully you can pull some from some vintage uh, Russ for us. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the Jazz should win this game pretty comfortably. The only thing, I, I, I don't like it when the number gets this big because you're talking about it could be an 18-point game four or five minutes ago, and then you're relying on bench minutes, and I, I hate that as far as spread. That's the reality of basketball spreads, right? Your yeah. free throws in a close game or or bench minutes in the end. But, um, yeah, I think the Jazz should – this should not be a contest. The only way is if Russ goes completely off, and even then, that might be fine. Right. Yeah, when we had a Malik Monk go off the other night for like 28 or something. But yeah, it's random and it, they would yeah. need it. The interesting thing about the Lakers is as bad as they've been, like I was looking at their schedule just before the show and a lot of their losses are like 7 to 15 points. I mean, every once in a while you get a huge blowout, but and this could be one of them, you know, at the Jazz is is one of those ones that that could be, but they've weirdly just kind of like given games away in the, in that mid-range of of deficit. So, uh, if that kind of follows course, I feel good about my Russell Westbrook over 34 and a half PRA, which is something that, you know, LeBron and and Anthony Davis have been out Russell's kind of been the show. He's gone over 34 and a half on the PRA five of his last six games. Um, and, you know, you, I, you, I looked at his previous games against the Jazz. Both of those games had LeBron in it, so he wasn't scoring in the 20s. It was like 17, I think, right around there in both of them. But he was getting the rebounds and assists uh, that I would need on this if he's going to get to 20 points. I feel comfortable about him bringing uh, the rest of his game to get that extra 15 that I need to get over this number. So, um, you know, I, I think he's playing 30, 30 to 35 minutes here, and that's been the recipe for him to get over this number of late. What's interesting is I, I was looking up what his numbers are when LeBron doesn't play this year. And he, I mean, I guess we should expect this at this point in his career. He's not doing, you know, triple double average Russ. He does it right. sometimes where the numbers are awesome. So you got a little bit of risk there that he'll just, like you said, he needs the points and the points haven't always been there to get your 34 and a half. Um, but I was surprised. I thought, oh, this is a great pick. I love this automatic. And then I was surprised the numbers when LeBron doesn't play. It's not as much of a lock as I would have expected. Well, I like the five of the last six, Dan. Yeah, that's what I I'm like clinging. That too. That's that's, that's what I'm clinging to. So, <laughs> was one of those the one LeBron had one game in here where he played one game in like the last week that he played and then went back. On which the game? List was, which game was it? Do you remember? Uh, uh, it was or, last. It was lat like late last week. I'm gonna say maybe like Wednesday or Thursday of last week, something like that. Do you remember the team? Is what I was. I no, I don't. Because his under, po- his under was two games ago against uh, against uh, New Orleans. He went for eighteen seven the and one six. game. Yep, that was the one game LeBron played. 
Okay. LeBron had go. LeBron had thirty nine nine and five in that game. Wow. All right. Yeah. So it's sort of like five of the last, you know, it's like it's like basically a hundred percent hit rate over the last week and a half. Yeah. Yeah. When you have the conditions that are going to be out there for him tonight. And Westbrook kind of seems to do this, doesn't he? Like where he, he kind of just like he relishes the the I'm, 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 no man is an or I am an island. Yeah. Well, and also that like he will just look so awful for much of the beginning of the season. And then (laughs) he always seems to kind of like find his groove down the stretch. I remember a few years ago where he, you know, we were just writing him off. His three point percentage was like so god awful. He couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. And then he had one of those triple double amazing streaks down the stretch that, you know, brings him back to the forefront. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, guys, we have one game that we haven't touched on. I have one pick left. And don't you just love it when it comes together like that? Isn't that just a beautiful thing? (laughs) It's a beautiful, beautiful podcast uh, confluence of events that we've got going on. The one game that we haven't yet discussed, Philly and Detroit. Philadelphia, nine and a half point favorites in this game in Detroit. 223 and a half is the total. I'm taking a look. This is another one that hurts me. I started with one that hurts me. Hate to fade Paul George. Another guy I hate to fade, one of my favorite players in the NBA already in his rookie season, is Cade Cunningham. But I go under under 20 and a half points for Cade Cunningham tonight. Philly. Look at you fearing the thigh ball. Matisse. Yeah, right? Yeah, Matisse <laughs> thigh ball. You've got a team that's just very good defensively across the board. You know, their defensive numbers don't totally blow you away. They're just really pretty darn good at everything. Tenth in points per possession. Ninth in expected field goal percentage, eighth in expected three-point percentage, sixth in expected mid-range or an actual mid-range rate. Like, they're just pretty darn good at everything. And exactly, Matisse Thibault against a guy like uh, Cade Cunningham, he's going to get a a healthy dose of him. Basically, anytime both of them are on the floor, Cade's going to have to deal with Matisse Thibault. And so I think that's just a tough draw for him. It's a tough draw for any perimeter scorer and a tough draw for any guy like Cade who is trying to create the way that he is. I think Philly ultimately handles this game too. Both the Detroit, nothing really to play for at this stage of the season. If it does play to that nine and a half point spread and Philly is handling it, wouldn't it be totally shocked to see uh, Cade get an early bedtime for this one? So across the board, I like the way everything is lining up for Cade to go under that 20 and a half point mark. It's a number that he's passed a couple of times recently, but I just think that this is the sort of game where he's going to have his hands full to the extent that the 20 half just doesn't come through for him. You guys. I, I typically Philly games. I just stay away. Like, especially, especially on the overs. I mean, I, I think it's fine. It's a good call. Cause Kate's Kate's number. He's been playing so well, his numbers up, you know, mm-hmm. I'm sure they're factoring in Philly's defense in this, but, um, but yeah, I just, Matisse Thibel scares me for a guy like Cade Cunningham. And just in general, like I just I find Philly to be a hard team to really put your finger on as in terms of what you're going to get, you know, defensively and offensively outside of Embiid. So I typically just stay away from Philly in general. But if I'm going to be messing with a game like that, I am likely to take the under on an opponent player like like you are with Cade Cunningham. 
There you go. I hate, I hate you. Something, this, is, this is part of gambling. Sometimes you got to do things you don't want to do. I sit down and watch the Pistons. I want to root for Cade Cunningham. I sit down and watch the Clips. I want to root for Paul George. I'm going to be rooting against both of them tonight, though, because we're rooting for ourselves and for any of you who follow us on Best on the Board. That's going to do it for this episode. Thanks so much for listening. For Dan and Funston, I'm Michael Beller. Good luck. Happy betting. We'll talk to you soon.